Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkay Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. It's the holiday episode of betting with the Barbers powered by Superbook Sports. I'm Ron Crook with former New York Giant Santa Tiki Barber and former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Rudolph Rondé Barber. I mean, you two look fantastic. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays to you, everybody else out there. Rondé, have you watched Soup Snoopy in Space I on have not Apple watched TV? It. I have not oh. watched that yet, but I plan Go on check it. it out. Go check it out. Snoopy becomes an astronaut and lives my forever dream. <laughs> wow I, I haven't heard of that either i'm writing it down yeah people need to realize that my kids are 19 and 18 and out of the house <laughs> as young ones <laughs> don't tell anybody so i watch it by writer, myself so that sounds about oh right. yeah exactly <laughs> uh well i mean the christmas and holiday spirit is with us here i'm betting with the barbers and Guys, after a week 14 where we saw the favorites just dominate and the the wise guys saying it was the worst weekend of the year for the sports books, we had a fairly even week 15. Nine favorites covered. Seven dogs came in. Those uh, That's according to Superbook.com, closing odds. And really what has been a wide-open playoff run is still very much that. 27 of the 32 teams are still mathematically alive for a playoff spot. Only the Packers have actually clinched the division title in a postseason berth. Currently, the Chiefs and Packers have taken over as the number one seeds in the AFC and NFC. But guys, with Tampa Bay, uh, Arizona, New England, Baltimore, all losing last week, I mean, the fight for a playoff spot is definitely going to come down to the wire. There were some interesting games last week, right? Chiefs OT with, with the OT, uh, overtime game with the Chargers. Steelers taking down Tennessee, which was an awesome game, by the way. I watched every second of that thing. And then, uh, of course, the the Ravens. I mean, oh, my Lord, John Harbaugh. Again, <laughs> like, literally, this. did we just not watch this? The, same, the exact same way to lose a football game? You are uh, right. And uh, don't talk to me about my bucks. I went to that game for half and was disgusted. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this 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 season. I mean, thankfully, thankfully, there's a week 17. Uh, uh, <laughs> or I guess a week 18 
um, because it's it's going to take it this year. This is this is a fun football season. Yeah, you're right. The uneven number of games is going to make it a little bit more clear come week 18, the 17th game of the season. But just to stick on your Buccaneers for a second, Rondé, mm-hmm. I love Byron Leftwich. I think he's fantastic. Not sure he's quite ready to be a head coach as some people are pushing him uh, out the door into the head, head job somewhere else. But you can't be 11 all day, man, and just run <laughs> and run wide open offense and get beat by man coverage. Here's the thing. The wide receivers by the middle of the first quarter were gassed. Their routes were like half assing it because they were so yes. tired. You got to well, run the ball just to give your offense a break, man. Well, Chris Godwin gets hurt on a cheap, dirty-ass hit, by the they way. They need to change that rule, by the way. Change that rule. You are a defenseless receiver whether you get hit in your head or get in your knees. I know they have, they have the defenseless receiver to protect – from concussions, but you need to protect ACLs probably even more so. Yeah, because they're, they're career changing. Uh, right. But anyway, back to that point, Mike Evans got hurt in that game. If you looked at the receiving core of the Bucks, <laughs> I did. In the bad. middle of the second quarter, it was Jalen Darden, a rookie. It was Tyler Johnson, <laughs> second-year player. And uh, I don't even know who the third one was. It was just <laughs> like, who was he throwing a football to? But to your point, Ronald Jones in that game because Leonard Fournette ended up getting hurt in the second half. Eight yards a carry. Yeah. They can run the football. Run, run, run the football. football. Yes. He's going to be a key coming down the stretch. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, as uh, as a former Giant and a Bronco fan, well, welcome to our world. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> all right guys let's get to game number one this week really probably the game of the year we've all been waiting for it it's the jets versus the jaguars <laughs> wait a minute i got some i got some fake news sorry that is not right we are gonna go with an interconference matchup between the eight and six colts winners of two straight and the current no- number five seed in the afc they travel to the desert to face the 10-2 and two Arizona Cardinals, who have suddenly lost back-to-back games and are coming off a defeat to the Detroit Lions. Hey, get off the Detroit Lions, man. Dan Campbell has those dudes playing their asses off. He's crazy as hell talking about biting kneecaps and everything else. But you know what? He's got Deuce Staley backing him up. He's got Anthony Lynn backing him up. He's got uh, Aaron like uh, Glenn backing him up. Uh, he's got uh, Mark Brunel backing him up. What's they all have in common? They played, man. They know what he's talking about. So they get on board with the craziness and they spouse it down to the players. And you got no names, literally guys who aren't going to be in the league next year. Balling. Seriously, balling for Detroit. So, yeah, I mean, Arizona still should have won the game, but give Detroit just some love. All right. By the way, Ron, by the way, Ron, your uh, Jets Jags uh, game. Yeah. Uh, that's like coal in everybody's stocking. <laughs> well put, well put. And Tiki's Detroit uh, rant has been brought to you by SuperbookSports.com. Uh, Arizona, guys, let's come back. Arizona, nine and five against the spread, but they've only covered two in their last five games. Indy is nine and five against spread, covered three out of their last four games. Here are the odds coming in from Superbook.com. It opened up with the home team Cardinals as a one-point favorite. It now sits at the time of this recording as a pick the over under 49 and a half points. It's a Christmas Day battle. Cardinals, Colts, Tiki, break down the game for us. I don't like where the Cardinals have been the last couple of weeks, ever since Kyler Murray came back. And I wanted to chalk it up 
to his his, his injuries, his ankle. Uh, even last year, you go back and you say, you know what, this was this was the, the star, the potential MVP of 20, one of the 20, 2020 potential MVPs got hurt, uh, and that's what derailed them. But I'm starting to believe it's Cliff Kingsbury not being able to adjust and change his changes stripes his offense is predictable at this point of the season teams have seen 16 games already or 14 games already they know exactly what you're trying to do and Kyler Murray can't be a hero every game and so when that happens and you get behind the eight ball and then you got DeAndre Hopkins out and AJ Green playing on a uh, you know on a, on a on a lower level it's impossible to win football games and so as much as I want to like, still like the Arizona Cardinals, I have to take the Indianapolis Colts in this game simply because they have the X factor. Uh, he's on me and Rondé's fantasy team. We talk about him all the time. But Jonathan Taylor is a difference maker. He's doing stuff that, that Derrick Henry did uh, over the last three seasons. That is, grind your team into a lead, and then when you get into a four-minute offense where you got to just run out the clock, you hit your head on the goalpost. Right. That's why they beat the New England Patriots last weekend. It wasn't because they Carson Wentz did anything, anything special. He was five of 12 for 58 yards. He didn't do anything. Nothing. The, the, the Patriots were coming back in this game. They needed to make two more stops. The second down, they didn't make two more stops. And then they get the ball back and they probably win the football game. What happens? Jonathan Taylor goes 67 yards by a touchdown by the dropping Dante Hightower's jock in the hole uh, and, and goes right up the middle of the field uh, to the end zone. So that's how you win. I like Indy in this game. It's a pick them. Um, even though they're on the road, I'm not I'm not loving where the Cardinals are right now. Well, Tiki, Indy's only loss in the last six weeks was to Tampa, where they were somehow outgained on the ground. I don't yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville, Jacksonville may have been the other team that outgained them on the ground. But literally since then, I mean, we can make this entire show about Jonathan Taylor because what we saw last week was him putting on an MVP type of performance. He needs to be in this conversation. I know I keep talking about Tom Brady and everybody else is saying is it's uh, Aaron Rodgers and him in the, in the mix. It, it, Jonathan Taylor is the MVP right now, especially after the dud that Tom laid last week. I'm giving yeah. up on right now um but but to your point it allows Carson Wentz to be a game manager which he is nice little five for 12 for 57 yards last week you know I do worry at times if Indianapolis can win a game with him having to throw the football because they really haven't had to do it here in the past month and a half their defense I like I'm they're start they're not great but they're starting to have timely takeaways and, and Darius Leonard He's the top paid linebacker in the NFL for a reason. And he showed that last week. Yeah. Now, I know Arizona's playing at home and they're, ta- they're literally tossing the ball all over the place. Uh, but they, in, those, in those last two losses, their defense, who we've lauded over the course of this year, has given up 30 points in the last two game, last two weeks. Now, are we giving up on, on, on Arizona? No. But that, that Lions loss, despite Tiki's previous rant, is still pretty damning, right? I, all of a sudden, I don't trust Arizona. And they almost feel like a desperate team. And it's it's tough to go uh, the, the rest of their season versus the Colts, versus the Cowboys, and versus Seattle if you're desperate. Yeah, I don't like desperate teams in December, especially a team, to, to Tiki's point, that started 7-0 and mm-hmm. and is now 3-4 and in their last their last uh, seven games. That I think they're feeling pressure and they're about to fold. Like the, the Colts, I feel like they're rolling. They got this game. They got Raiders. They got Jags. They they control their destiny right now. But 
on, on paper, Arizona's a better team. They're top 10 offense, top 10 defense. But to, to me, that, that Colts win last week, I think, has me and a lot of people saying they have the best rusher in the league. They're now scoring the third most points in the league. Carson's not making any mistakes. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm taking I'm taking them to keep rolling. I'm, I'm taking Indy in this one. All right. Both Barber brothers go with Indy. For me, guys, I, I get the feeling like we're seeing another Cardinals collapse, kind of uh-huh. like what we did last season. They've lost sure. two straight. Um, you know, it seems very similar to last year's free fall, but injuries are definitely catching up to them. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins out. Murray doesn't seem to be 100%. And as you said, I mean, we have got to take Jonathan Taylor uh, as an MVP candidate serious. I mean, the Patriots knew he was getting the ball all day long, and he still goes for 170. Uh, and and like you brought up, Tiki, I mean, that 67-yard TD, game-winning TD, I mean, they they had like 18 guys in the hole. I mean, it was like – and they still couldn't stop. And there were two guys in the hole. The quality of runs, the quality of his runs, man. I'm telling you, awesome. It's amazing. He has over 1,500 rushing yards on the year. Bottom line, we've talked about this earlier, and these stats are still applicable. Colts 8-0 when he rushes for over 100 yards. 0-6 when he doesn't. I think he'll break the century mark in this game again. So I'm going with the Colts, all three of us picking Indy. All right, only three games left in the season, so make sure you get in on the action. Sign up at Superbook.com, download the app, and make sure you are following us on social media at Superbook Sports and at Betting with the Barbers. Okay, now time to get to the Jets and Jags. Oh, no, no, let's just All right, um, the AFC East, guys. The title could be on the line this weekend with the division leading and nine and five New England Patriots welcome in the second place Buffalo Bills, who come in with an eight and six record. Uh, these two teams just met three weeks ago. Pat's got the win 14 to 10 in that tornado-like conditions when they basically ran the ball on every play. Now the Bills get another shot at their nemesis in this revenge game. Bills broke a two-game losing streak with their win over Carolina. And the Patriots, as Rondé mentioned, they saw their seven-game and covering streak snapped against the Colts. Currently, the Pats are the number two seed in the AFC. Bills holding on to number seven. A few quick stats. Buffalo, seven, six, and one against the spread. Covered only three times, though, in their last nine games. New England, nine and five against the spread. They have covered in seven of their past eight. Superbook.com. Uh, opening odds had New England as a minus two and a half point favorite, and the current odds still have the home team laying two and a half. Rondé, give us your thoughts on this key AFC East battle. Well, first of all, did, didn't you pick Indy last week? Are you, were you the only one? Because Tiki and I picked New England, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, I have full disclosure. I, I went uh, New England just for yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I give you credit. Why didn't I run with it? No, I won't <laughs> run with it. Okay, I, it. I couldn't remember. You know, um, yeah. look, this is the game of the week here. I mean, along with maybe Baltimore Cincy in the in the AFC North, uh, in terms of importance, uh, this is a huge AFC title class. I think the weather, 35 degrees and snowing 
uh, could look a lot like the game <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I, I'll be I'll be honest. New England proved me wrong last week. I thought they were going to win that game. But what happened? You no, know, Damian Harris, Max Jones looked like a rookie. He in in their seven game win streak, he'd only thrown two interceptions. He mm-hmm. threw two at bad times last week. It's only it's only the second time all year. And I, I had to look this up because somebody mentioned this, and I wasn't quite sure it was true. It was only the second time all year they've asked him to throw the ball more than 40 times, right? Yeah. In both of those games, he's completed less than 60% of his passes, both losses, and there are only two games on the season where he has multiple interceptions. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm saying he's a rookie, right? Their formula for success is what it's been all year. Top three defense, number one in points, take the ball away. The offense really statistically is just middle of the road. It's 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 not dynamic. Um, and Buffalo, statistically, they're the best D in football, easily the best right. pass defense in football. So if it turns into that game again where Mac Jones is going to have to throw the football, it probably won't because of the weather and the way they played last time. But last week, Josh Allen wasn't the leading rusher on his team for the first time in a long time. Wow. Devin Singletary had 22 carries. Their offense looked sustainable. I mean, granted, it was against – a Carolina team that's probably going to be looking for a new coach next year, but uh, it's a weakness of the of the Patriots. Their one weakness on defense is their rush D. I feel like this game at two and a half, it's begging you to take the home team, but it, I hate bet, betting against Belichick. I just I, it just doesn't feel right to do. But I'll, I saw Josh Allen two weeks ago almost single handedly beat the Bucks. He got ten touchdowns in his last four games. Yeah, aside from that clunker in, in New, uh, at, at first New England. Uh, but I think they learned their lesson last time. I, for me, I, give me Buffalo for the win. Not only the point, give me give me the win. You uh, money line, I like it. Plus two and a half and on the money line. I, I got to disagree with you on this one. I know that Mac Jones had a bad day, but how many bad days has he had this year? Right, the, the one earlier in the season where he threw three interceptions, I forget who they were playing. But those interceptions were one hit uh, Hunter Henry in the hands, or maybe it was John Lewis Smith. They hit him in the hands and tipped up and got intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Uh, one of them was a bad throw. The second, the last one was like just a throwaway at the end of the end of the game. And so it looked like he had a bad day. He just doesn't repeat mistakes over and over again. That's the beauty of Josh McDaniels and his coaching of Mac Jones. And he's got the pedigree. He was the most uh, NFL-ready quarterback coming out of college last year. It's because of the system that he played in uh, under Nick Saban down there, Steve Sarkeesian, their offensive coordinator. And something that we learned, and we even said it two weeks ago, and I am not going to just throw it out the window. Never bet against Nick Saban destroying Georgia in the SEC championship game. And you never bet against against Bill Belichick, especially, especially in a division game at home at the end of the season. Are you kidding me? But like, I followed they, that advice last week and it didn't work out. Yeah, but, that, but Indy, Indy is the hardest team in the, in the, in the, this year to pick against because if they get a little bit of a lead, like a little bit of a lead. They grind you into submission. It's like just grinding, like rocks, just over and over. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like you want to, you're like, we can stop him. We can put eight guys in the box. He makes a guy miss in the hole with a little stutter step, and he goes to the house, right? Yeah. There's, there's one guy in the league that can do that right now. It's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Derrick Henry could do it as well, but Derrick Henry's hurt right now. So Indy's the hardest team in the league. And if you get behind, they're going to beat you, period. 
so I trust New England. I trust, most importantly, Mac Jones not to make those mistakes again. And then more importantly, for Bill Belichick to come up with a scheme that's actually a little bit different defensively than what they played uh, the last time they beat the Buffalo Bills uh, and the, on the road. This one at home, I got to take New England and I got to take the two and a half. So give me New England minus two and a half. All right. Tiki going New England, Rondé going Buffalo. You know, at the beginning of the season, I thought we'd be talking about, you know, two explosive offenses going <laughs> at it. But as you mentioned, I mean, it's the defenses that are really leading the way. Patriots defense has given up the fewest points in the NFL this year, created some key turnovers during that win streak. Uh, the Bills have surrendered the fewest yards and the second fewest points in the NFL. Um I don't think, you know, the weather's going to be that big of a factor. I mean, upper 30s, maybe a little snow. I mean, for this time of year, that's balmy. And yeah. so It's, it's going to be yeah. a nice aesthetic. It's not going to be disruptive. It's going to be a nice aesthetic. I love it. Just in time for the uh, holiday season. Um, the Bills offense, guys, I mean, we they just looked horrible. They played as bad as they could, and they still almost won. And now if they've finally found a, a rushing attack with uh, Singletary, I, I think that bodes well for them. Of course, the coaching edge I'm given to New England. I've gone back and forth on this one just because of what Tiki mentioned. Have I not learned my lesson about betting against Bill Belichick? I have not. Since my paycheck depends on making a pick. I don't love this game, guys. I'll say that right now. Yeah. But a slight lean towards Buffalo to cut there you go. My man. There you go. My man. Stat, stats don't lie, man. Stats don't lie. Until they do. And they're lies. They're damn lies and statistics. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, guys. So that is going to do it uh, for our two uh, games. And now we're going to look at the games of the week for you two. Uh, powered by Superbook.com. Before you lock in those bets, Make sure you keep an eye on the line movement and the latest numbers at superbook.com and download the app. All right, Rondé, I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, give us yeah. your game of the week. All right, this is you're going to love this one, right? I was tempted to do, in all honesty, to do Pitt and KC because I think that's a, a great game. I called that Pitt game last week, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Gave you the Steelers last week. Uh, another good one, um, um, uh, another team is at San Francisco, Tennessee. That's a game I, I definitely want to watch. Niners three and a half uh, on the road. Um, but I'm going with a different one that whet my appetite. Uh, and for one reason, right? Matt Nagy and Carroll oh, <laughs> may be coaching for their jobs. Chicago at Seattle. This, this game is six and a half points, okay? Um, Denver and Las Vegas is another FFC game. 100%. Future fired coaches game. FFC, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, sir. But look, these are two terribly disappointing teams, man. I don't know what we really expected from the Bears, um, but I think I expected more than four and ten at this point. And I know mm -hmm. for a fact everybody expected more than five and nine from the Seahawks. And I like the Bears in this one uh, for one reason: it's because I'm sick of watching. The Seattle Seahawks played terrible. I'm frustrated with them. They're, they're they're like a defeated team, right? They won 12 games last year. It was, they, they've all they've made the playoffs five of their last six years. 
Uh, it's a vet team with a vet quarterback and veteran leaders on defense, and neither side of the ball is playing worth a damn, right? I've never seen a Pete Carroll team look like this. Worst pass D in the league, uh, second worst overall D in the league, and their offense is 30th in, in football. How is that even possible for yeah. this team to have devolved this much in one year? If there, if there was a time for Pete Carroll to step up and have a strong finish, it's now. He hasn't had a losing season since 2011. And that game yesterday guaranteed another losing season. It was bad. He's 70 years old, dude. You know, he was born in 1951. Mm-hmm. Wow. 70 years old. He looks pretty good for 70. He does. Yeah, I'm just saying. This, this, yeah, I'm not starting any rumors, but he could be coaching for his job. And this and this Nagy's Bears team. This is why this is why I'm 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 picking the Bears here. They haven't won a game in a month since they beat the Lions, uh, but they put up a fight against Arizona, right? And they had Green Bay on the ropes, dude, in the first half two weeks ago. So, of course, they're potentially ruining Justin Fields with terrible play calling and all that, but uh, their defense is still pretty damn good. Top 10, they showed it last week versus Minnesota. They, They replaced their entire secondary last week because of COVID, and they balled out, sacked Kirk Cousins four times, uh, they have third most sacks in the league. Hakeem Hicks and Robert Quinn are just balling right now. And they ha- they held Kirk Cousins to 87 yards passing. Like, they were in that game. Minnesota's technically in the playoff mix, right? Yeah. After winning that game last week. So, to me, it seems like the Bears, even though they're not winning, are still playing for their coach. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can say that about Seattle right now. They look inept. And it, it's their, their, their team is struggling so much on a short week, having the game move to Tuesday, now playing on the road, now playing at home, six and a half seems generous. I'm taking Chicago. Mm. Wow, nice. that is – I love it. I mean, going out on a limb with the Bears, who are one and eight in their last nine against the spread. Yeah. Just saying. By the way, Rondé, you realize this is also Russell Wilson's first losing season since he came yes. into the NFL. Pete Carroll's yep. last losing season was 2011. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson took over in 2012, has never had a losing season. It was guaranteed last week with nine losses. Yeah, insane. He just didn't look right either. Had Metcalf open so many times. Yeah. And there's, but I think there's a lot of relationships that are kind of on the, you know, border up there in Seattle. So we'll see what happens. But uh, so Tiki's game of the week, he's going with Army. And Rondé is going with the Bears on the road. I love it. Yes. All right, guys. Well, we usually have our last segment is either, you know, uh, bucket of bets or mm-hmm. back to the futures. Uh, but we're changing it up because there has been a terrible mistake. I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, but somehow our producer, Mike Rigg, received some letters Ah. Letters here, guys, um, from Santa or to <laughs> Santa. And they're, oh, nice. they're not uh, they're not labeled, so <laughs> you know. I mean, it happens all the time. You know, we uh, fans are always sending betting with the barbers the letters, um, but you know, sometimes there are mistakes that happen. So they ended up with Superbook Sports. So what we're going to do is. We know Santa's a huge fan of betting with the barbers. So if we open them up, he'll know what's going on. But what we want to do, we are going to read these three letters and figure out um, who sent them to Santa. You know, I think that's the least we could do, correct? Nice, nice. He let me borrow his hat today. 
was, that was so nice of him, man. Yeah. You better get that back. We're in I will. Time, I will. Right? Got a couple more days. All right. Here's letter number one to Santa. The official betting with the barber letter opener. Could be yours just in time for the holidays. Oh, my God. I, I'm like, i got to do some reading here, fellas. Hang on here. All right. Dear Santa, honestly, all I want this year for Christmas to end so I can go play golf. I've only golfed 257 days this year, so I'm behind. But since you asked, I really want a time machine so I can go back and never say that Tom Brady has the MVP quote <laughs> locked up. That was a ridiculous take with so much of the season left. I feel like an idiot. I, I, I'm just reading this. I didn't <laughs> also, even though I live in Florida, I could use another jacket. <laughs> a gold one. I love that. Yours truly, who? Oh, I love it. This guy. <laughs> that guy. Hey, yeah. week week uh, 16, and I finally got the point right. Nice. I love it. I uh, I wrote that letter in uh, in my sleep, and somehow it got transposed <laughs> transposed on paper and sent to Santa. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Okay, let's move on to number. I'm still two. coming off that Tom Brady bet. I know. I know we're talking Jonathan Taylor, but Tom Brady's got it, dude. Got it. Still won't back off. Amazing. <laughs> this one looks like it was written by a kid. So. Let's see, uh, <laughs> See where we go with this one. All right, letter number two, letters to Santa. Here we go. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, please, dear Santa, please send me 10 shirts, size uh, medium, all <laughs> in navy blue. I also want the answer to whether Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I want the answer. I think I'll be asking you the same thing in the year 2027. <laughs> also, please send me a set of weights. With all the COVID problems, some Super Bowl contender is definitely going to need a running back. That is true. Time for another comeback. <laughs> you know, I had that conversation with my seven-year-old daughter, Brooklyn. I, I, she must have written that to Santa just thinking that I told her it was private, but I guess she thought that Santa would make it come true. That look Brooklyn. about like her writing? That is exactly her writing. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that was fantastic. Now oh. I can only imagine what we got in here. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. Something about the Broncos. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, at least I went against them last week and was in hit with Cincinnati, right? Give me oh, some. Love it. All right. Oh, we broke it up a little bit too. Dear Chris Kringle. Oh, nice. What do I want for Christmas? I want the Superbook social team to stop cutting out the parts when I talk. <laughs> the short social media clips for this show. Everyone knows I'm the real star of this show. What have these guys accomplished anyway? Plus, we all know I'm the best looking one here. <laughs> I could also use 50 more lumberjack flannels to add to my collection. The book Soccer for Dummies <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers moving to Denver in 2022. Uh, your buddy now and forever. 
this guy. That guy. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, oh I did not Rick. say I was the best looking. I mean, yeah. I mean like, uh, if I got third in this race. So. We sound desperate. <laughs> we sound very desperate. We are desperate. Definitely. That was uh, fantastic. We're desperate, we're desperate because we're talking about the uh, Jags and Jets. Oh, <laughs> Never even mentioned it in there. That is unbelievable. Great segment, Mike. We miss you. He's down in Belize celebrating Christmas. That's I love it. Do. I told him to start drinking on the plane. Make sure the case it lasts longer. <laughs> great advice. All right. As we're wrapping up, hey, so is the NFL season, and it's not too late to get in on our season-long contest of watching the big game with the Barber Brothers in Las Vegas on Super Bowl weekend. All you have to do is send us a question via Twitter for the guys. If yours is picked and I read it on air, you automatically are entered into the drawing. Here's our handles at Superbook Sports, at Ronde Barber, at Tiki Barber, at R. Cruck, and at Betting with the Barbers. Guys, this week's uh, question comes in, actually a two-parter here, uh -oh. uh, comes in from Travis, and he asks, if you could play a different position, what would it be? And who is the better basketball player? Hmm. I'll start secondly. I couldn't, I have never, ever been able to play basketball. Ever. My yeah. wife is very good. Tracy scored almost a thousand points in high school. She can shoot. I can never play basketball. I only thing I could do was foul. <laughs> the only thing I could do, because I was mean and rough and physical. But I'd foul out in like 10 minutes. And if I could add to that, it, 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 that second part of that answer, there's a reason we wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> we, same season, could not play basketball. We could run. We could run up and down the court. Uh, anything else? No. Yeah. Not so much. Not and, to answer, and to answer the first part of that question, my body is not built to play any other position except <laughs> for maybe now a slot receiver. Ooh. which which I would have loved and I would have thrived in because I, I I had over 500 catches in my in my career as a running back. So if yeah. I could play another position and 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 could have thrived in it, I would have played slot receiver because I wouldn't have had to put on 30 pounds. I mean, I played at 208 pounds. I'm naturally what Rondé is. I'm naturally 185. So yeah. um, I would have played slot receiver and I'd want to do it now because now you can thrive at it. I'd want to play. I'd want the, the, the two hardest positions on the field are quarterback and cornerback. He's already mastered one. The other one I'd do is go play quarterback. <laughs> they, they let little five nine guys, five nine <laughs> quarterback these days. So wow, that's that's why that's where I would go. And Hi. and I remember little league, Tiki was a running back. He always got got the ball. One, I think two years I played quarterback. I mean, all I did was turn around and hand the ball off, but <laughs> so that would be my, that would be mine. The key to his success, though, was that handoff, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. there. Well, I, and just throwing in, uh, so we all, I guess, are basketball challenged. Uh, I played throughout <laughs> uh, high school, but going into my senior uh, my senior year, my coach said, "Cruck." We need you to be more of a role player. The role does not consist of shooting. Okay. I mean, I was zero points, six rebounds, five fouls guy, too. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> There's a reason we all get along. I think that's, that's right. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you, Travis, for sending in that question. Great one. You are entered into the drawing. And uh, that's going to do it for the holiday-ish edition of Betting with the Barbers. Guys, uh, before we kick off the final stretch, three weeks to go, any final thoughts? Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy the festivities. Santa will be coming. Yes, not me. him his hat back. <laughs> I'll give him his hat back, not me. But have a safe and happy uh, and, and hopefully COVID-free holiday. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season if you're not celebrating Christmas as well. And on Sunday, December 26th, Everybody do themselves a favor and don't turn on Jacksonville, New York Jets. <laughs> that's my Christmas wish for you all. That's, uh, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there. Uh, I couldn't agree more, guys. Happy holidays to you and your families. Happy holidays to our viewers and uh, our listeners who have really made this show the success that it is. And to the entire Superbook family, uh, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, happy holidays to everyone out there. All right, guys, and if Santa shows up wearing a New York Giants hat this week, <laughs> we know what went wrong. Yes. I love it. All right, make sure you get in the game before the NFL kicks off this week. Superbook.com, download the Superbook app, and, of course, follow Superbook on social media at Superbook Sports. Betting with the Barbers airs on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and on the Superbook.com page. New episodes drop every Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 Pacific. Look for our clips. Keep it there. Not short clips, but look for our clips throughout the week uh, on social media. The podcast version of Betting with the Barbers is available on Apple and Spotify. For Rondé and Tiki Barber, I'm Ron Crook. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and enjoy the games. You've been locked into the Betting with the Barbers podcast. 10-5, touchdown Tiki Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. network.